Welcome back to Flexibos episode 187, recorded on November 21st, 2017 on the docket today. Adam Leonard from the Megadads joins the fun. IRL, get caught up on what you're playing, featuring Rocket League and War Machine. And finally, we will close out the show with that community grab bag and that sweet, sweet, awkward finish. But we even have time for a little discussion on EA and Battlefront. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. That's right. It's time for another episode of Flux Depose. I am Jason Lacey. With me, as always, is Mr. Lucas Rose. Hello. Hi, Lucas. Hi. 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 It's episode 187. And if you've listened so far into the show and haven't stopped yet, you have found out we have a special guest tonight. That's right. Special guest. Mr. Adam Leonard, how are Big you? Big mistake. Big mistake. You should have turned it off, guys. Our publicist said, don't do this. Marketing research said, don't do this. PR said, what the hell? And we did it anyway. We did it anyway. Our Adam said yes. Yeah. Yeah. We said we didn't want to have a podcast anymore. We're ready to go. We're ready to just burn it down. Burn it all down. <laughs> That's I love harsh. that the entire week you've just been promoting this as like the biggest mistake of your entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was getting to the point where I thought maybe you had my wife writing your your promos. I was just oh. like, wow, this sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you went with it so well too. I was like, oh, well, I'm used to it. You know, so I can roll yeah. with it. It's just Why like not? home life now. That's what mm-hmm. I do. Uh, His verbal abuse uh, just rolls right off. At, at some point, you just welcome it. It's yeah. just like, I, I don't start my day until somebody tells me I'm not good enough. <laughs> That's so. right. Because otherwise, you're afraid, like, you're doing things right, and then there's going to be a lot to be expected of you. And I how can't you break live routine up now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm 37 years old. Like, don't start giving me confidence. <laughs> it's only going to derail the rest of my life. I set I've the bar. Into a groove. I set the bar really low so that the expectations, you know, are somewhat plausible for me to make. I don't have to put in a lot of effort. And Jason is pretty happy with that. I, so far, anyways, I would it, say. It really fits into my, my skill set. Excellent. It really does. Speaking really of does. skill sets. Speaking of skill sets, it's profile time. Adam, for, you know, let's face it, six six of our listeners come from my two devices and and in Lucas. So for those other like three people that may have not heard of you before, because you do dominate the internet. Let's, let's take a little time. Let's, let's learn about the mega dads. Oh boy. Well, we like knitting hot cocoa on a cold night. I'm intrigued. I like it so far. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, those are, those are lies, but uh, so yeah, (laughs) I, I am from the mega dads podcast our show is called mega dads live it's my brother and i which is also a really huge mistake let me tell you something if you're gonna if you're going to start a podcast do not do it with family because (laughs) uh that's just that's just rough um but yeah john and i we have a monthly show we're not we're not like you crazy people who do it every single week um 
and we talk about gaming and being inadequate and being really, really tired. Uh, <laughs> we're both we're both the parents of two children. Just recently, yeah, I just I just had a my brother my uh, my wife just pooped out another one, so we've got two kids now. <laughs> and uh, much of our show is it's kind of it's kind of geek oriented, but it's more just kind of an excuse to get together and uh, just kind of be dumb and talk about our lives and uh, and try to pretend like it's not like a complete disaster. <laughs> I, I see a lot of parallels with like things that you guys have talked about. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been. Yep, I've been there. Oh, well, yep, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to say, you know, I was I started listening to you guys probably, I don't know, like a month or so ago. Um, I heard you, I heard your names in the ether of the podcast sphere. And I was like, I'm going to check these guys out. And uh, I started listening. You're like, I, I really don't have shit going on. So what the hell? I'm well, just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to. I got the bottom the, uh, of the, the barrel of the podcast barrel. You're like, there's got to be everybody else at here. this point. You know, what am I going to do? <laughs> so. So up comes Fluxapose. And I started listening to you guys and I, and I was like, wow, this is really awful. Like this is <laughs> this is. This is a unique brand of terrible. And so then I stopped listening for quite a while. And then you reached out to me to be on the show. And I was like, oh, crap. OK, well, I better I better listen again. I better get back into this. And <laughs> and so I listened to a few more episodes and you guys started talking about, you know, dogs having explosive diarrhea in your house <laughs> and 20 minute stories about picking up hamburgers. And uh, yeah, and then it, it it sunk in and it dawned on me that this show really is that terrible um <laughs> so but but we that's what being an adult is about it's about enjoying the terrible so right. i've embraced it um <laughs> much like our show it's your, your program is just kind of pure nonsense which i love and uh, i am very glad to be here on flux deposed fantastic We're i don't know what you. the hell the name means but I'm glad that I'm here. <laughs> it can mean whatever yeah, you want it to mean. It means whatever what you, you need yeah, it to what mean. What do you want it to mean today, Adam? It, it, it kind of, it sounds like maybe like a yoga pose. Ooh. Like a, like a, like a, what do they call those? Like sleeping dogs or wait, no, that's a video. Downward game, dog. It? Down, down. Oh yeah. No, that just sounds yeah. dirty. Think, well, think about it now. I mean, Did I turn the lights down. You can, you can dim them a little bit. Put some I got to send like, a candle here. So is is the name a secret or have you like revealed what that means? Uh, I don't know if we. I feel like we've uh, had to have talked about it at some point, but I don't like, think the we whole, did on the show. Yeah, like the whole way everything started. So I after my my buddy had a WordPress site forever and forever. He's like, you should you should have your own WordPress WordPress website. And I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do with the website? He's like, you should just do it. And I was like. All right, I'll you know I'll have a blog, whatever. So he he launches me up a site, and I was like, I'm going to you know buy the domain. I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to name this? I'm like, and I, so it was going to be just my own whatever. And I was like, well, I've always gone by you know Fluxay online, and I was like, well, like if, if I combine that and something witty, so like I took like you know juxtaposition or juxtapose, and then smashed together. it together. And then that there was that that's what it was. And then we had fallen into doing a podcast together through other mediums. And we're like, we should just do our own thing. 
And then we're like, well, what the heck are we going to call it? And I was like, well, I already have fluxdebose.com, so why don't we just keep it that? <laughs> That's true. So we just want to know it. So then I, I, I like to think people go, what the hell is fluxdebose? And it's like, that's the, that's the gateway it's, drug. It's cool. It it's like, what the hell is a Wii? You know? That's or a true. Wii U. It is. So, it's it's catchy. It's you. like trendy. You guys are so trendy. <laughs> I, you, now you're, you're, you're overstepping. Your story is kind of like, much of my life where you just stumbled into it. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell am I doing here? Well, see, we, we've always had a, a desire for a creative outlet together. And usually that would last for like two to three days and then it would crash and burn and we would move on. So this has been the one thing we've actually been able to consistently do. Like we've always wanted to do like, at, like flash animations or then we were doing machinima and then we were trying to do, custom like what a custom campaign in shadow run and then yeah, after sure. building you know we built two levels and like this sucks we're never gonna <laughs> let's do something any, you know. where we don't have to try so hard so yeah we just so. well, honestly that's collab. that's not um dissimilar to what what john and i have created because i've been an artist for my entire life like i do illustrations and graphic design and stuff and when we were kids, we would always make comics together or write stories and, you know, obviously grew up gaming. And so once we settled into this point where uh, fun is over, I mean, let's be honest, <laughs> once you have kids, you are not allowed to have fun unless you <laughs> schedule it and program it in. Um, so we kind of created Mega Dads as a way to insist that we get together to do something fun and also as a way to regularly um create things and express yeah. yourself creatively both um to entertain other people which we haven't been able to do in three and a half years and uh <laughs> also just like that's therapy you know like yeah. sitting down oh, yeah. to play a game or drawing a picture or or engaging with this community that's that's therapeutic because yeah. you life gets hectic and crazy so as we became spouses and parents and we weren't any good at either either of those things so we were like well let's just dive back into what we are good at being stupid in front of people yeah yeah I, yeah i can get behind Makes that sense it, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All night, your listeners I, are like, "Oh my god, that's just like my story." <laughs> <laughs> I should start a podcast. I should start a podcast too. <laughs> I have a voice. <laughs> I don't have a brother though, so. Uh, I don't know, man. People who do the podcast alone, like do a podcast by themselves, hats off to them because I feel like I would just slowly meander my way through and then at the end i'd be like what why did i even what was i talking about this episode well anyways thanks for listening and then it'd be like three hours and i'd be like i gotta edit this it's, down it is incredibly difficult i've recently started off of our our patreon um i have a 10 minute mini episode that i do every friday and i record it alone because john and i only get together once a month he lives close by so we get together and do it in person Mm -hmm. And so as a Patreon bonus, I was like, oh, I can do a 10 minute podcast a week. That's easy. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so incredibly hard. It's not, to, yeah. to not talk to a, an actual person and bounce, you know, like you guys have good chemistry and you just, you know, each other's beats. And it's kind of the same thing with John and I is we know when to keep a joke rolling or when somebody's losing it, we know when to step in. Mm -hmm. But when you're yeah. alone, 
Like it's a 10 minute mini podcast and I struggle every single week. It's much more difficult. You're exactly right. than you would think it is. Shameless plug, patreon.com slash mega dads. You should probably, yeah, I mean, you should, you should probably just check it out. If you want. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's for as little as a dollar a month, you can help create <laughs> content for mega dads live and enjoy free perks, but you know, whatever. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> I think, I feel like I, um, much as you said about our show, I feel like the same thing had, had came across too. Cause I think at the first time I, I think I heard your show mentioned, I think was on, um, I want to say it was when I was listening to Nintendo dads. I, I'm not positive. And then once I got more involved with the, um, all the day space different shows and then, you know, cause I feel like they have a lot of cross promotion there and cultivate a lot of the same listeners bounce between that whole community then I have, you know, you guys kept coming up, coming up. And I, I feel like, I don't remember if someone in like directly said, you know, you, you know, you guys, your show is really similar. You should check them out. And I finally was like, all right, what the hell? And then I jumped on board and I've been, you know, I've been listening. Yeah. We're kind of like, you know, once, once you get us, you can't get rid of us. So we're like a really bad rash. <laughs> but but it, when you itch, it feels so good. Right. Exactly. You're like, man, I know I shouldn't be scratching this, but I just can't stop once a month. I just got to scratch the hell out of this thing. And uh, how long how long have you guys been doing your show for now? So this this is the funny thing amongst the community. Our podcast, if you look at it, we're at like episode, I want to say, 46 or something like that. Um, We'll be four years next March. So I guess was so so many of these. So many of these podcasts are an episode like, well, crap, you look at Forget Being Cool and they're like episode 562 because they record in their sleep every day. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, we've been we've been at it for an extremely long time, but you wouldn't guess it by the episode count. But yeah, next March will be four years. So awesome. that's pr- that's pretty nuts to yeah. think that we've been doing this yeah. that And I think like we always talk about, too, uh, the, like the best part about doing that, you know, regardless if you if you have you know, thousands and thousands of listeners or do all these things. People like, always, when they create a podcast, they always have these dreams of having this over, over arcing reach and everything. You have four years of archive of what you and John have done and destroyed and got into, you know, this dialogue recorded and just had this cool way to go back and revisit all these memories and different events. And, and it's funny because we started, we actually started doing mega dads before my first child was born. Uh, my wife was pregnant and we wanted to do this thing and we we're trying to decide what, you know, what the theme was, what the hook was of what we wanted to do. And well, we're going to, you're going to be a dad soon, John says. So like, let's, let's lean into that. And um, so I can, if I want, I can go back to the month when Elliot, my son was born. So the show is older than he is and it's really tracking my entire life as a parent, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. So I can see how, you know, slowly over the months and over the years, <laughs> my will is just broken down. <laughs> First episode. Hey, guys. Last episode. Adam sounded so uh, much more hey energetic and full yeah. of life. Now he's just I'm tired just, all the time. I'm I don't just even so know. sick of it all. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I just sitting here in front of you guys with a glass of whiskey and I'm just going over my life and thinking, what the hell happened? You sound like a, a stereotypical protagonist from any third-person shooter game that's all serious. 
I sound like this for some reason after <laughs> years. My kid, my kid just won't stop crapping her pants. I don't know what to do about it anymore. It just set, it just set me on a dark path. I think that's how Max Payne started. <laughs> the subtitle to my life, Max Payne. <laughs> well, fantastic. Again, thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you here. It's been a while Absolutely. since we've had a guest, so we're ready to expose someone new to the show and to the listeners and... You know, away we go. So, uh, moving into the podcast, we uh, we had the, the Twitter poll recently for the next Netflixation, and pretty decisively, you have spoken, and we will be watching The Wheelman. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Minehorn didn't win because then I, I, I put that on my 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 cue as a whim, and I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna have to watch this someday, but not not today. Today is so not we that will day. watch. We'll watch uh, The Wheelman, and if you want to join in on that fun, uh, we'll be talking about that next week's show, so you have until uh, Tuesday the 28th before we record, and we'll talk about that. So, as we always do typically start every show, we like to have a little, little real-life conversation. Lucas, what yeah. what weird and wacky, wild, wild stuff has been going on in, <laughs> in your, in your, in your real-life persona that is, you know... The fantastic Mr. Rose. Right, right. Yeah, because I don't leave my house but once a, a, week, a week. So, you know, I'm living the dream. Uh, well, as you can probably... Star. That's true. As you can probably tell, uh, there's a new angle going on here uh, that yeah. you can see. That obviously, the listeners can't see that. But uh, So, I've been talking... I've had a conversation with you about how I've wanted to get a second monitor because for, product, for pro- productivity reasons and... Not because I just want to upgrade and have a better gaming monitor to play on, you know. Um, definitely not that. Uh, I I struggle because this whole this whole thing came up because of Black Friday, right? So if you're gonna buy some kind of tech thing, you might as well see what you can do on Black Friday to uh, kind of sweeten the deal, I guess, right? See what you can get, mm-hmm. how much you can get it off for, exactly. Uh, I'm, I was at a crossroads. I was like, okay, do I do I? I don't have a lot of money to spend. Christmas is coming up. Do I do I want to buy a second monitor and blow like a hundred dollars just to get some some secondary thing that you know I I'll probably is already outdated by the time I get it and everything and just kind of settle for that or should I should I wait until I have the money and get something a little bit nicer but probably pay about twice as much? So then I thought. Well, no matter what, I still need a second monitor, right? Uh, I need it for right. for the job that I do. It just makes it'll make everything so much easier. So I decided to move my television back onto my onto my desk. So I have a forty two or three inch uh, old Vizio ten eighty p monitor, or I mean television, sitting in front of me right now. And on top of that is the webcam. So that's why it looks like you're both looking at me from the top of the Empire State Building, and I'm just like. Hey. So if you Sorry, notice, I'm not you looking using at your monitor and that setup too as yes, well. Yes, it's horrible. It's the worst. Um, the size difference and the fact that the TV is taking up like ninety percent of the desk, and then the the monitor is just kind of hanging on barely. <laughs> like if I if I like sneeze, it's gonna fall over onto my computer. Uh, the size difference makes it so difficult to switch back and forth. I mean, 
really the second monitor is just there for me to reference. Like for instance, I have the show dock up right now, but if I actually have to do anything over there, I have to like magnify the view so that I can see. <laughs> so, oh I mean, it, it works for what I it can't is. Even so imagine I don't have to that, spend money. Uh, like if I picture my, my TV upstairs, it's like a 49, I think I can't, if I, that's sitting in front of me, I just be like, yeah, oh God, it's not great. <laughs> my eyes. Well, I would say my eyes will suffer because of it, but I mean, I'm already wearing glasses. So, the next step is just blindness at this point. So I guess I'm there's no there. such thing as too big. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about possibly getting a 4K TV because that was like my next thought. I'm like, well, instead of getting a monitor, let's upgrade to a 4K TV because it's way cheaper than a 4K monitor. But now that I see the size in front of me, I'm just like, dear Lord, it would be massive because I'm sitting like two feet or three feet away from it probably so it's uh it'll work for what i need it to but it's definitely not the ideal setup so yeah i saw your yeah, note well. in the in the dock and <laughs> no i didn't move all my furniture around for like the eighth time <laughs> i did not do that sir so uh, uh, uh but then on to the on to the fun stuff Ooh. So, see, now this is weird because it happened so long ago because um, we, we recorded early last week. Um, I think it was Tuesday night, the night we normally would have recorded. My wife texts me and she says, I swear I just heard the front door open and close. I swear to you, I heard it. I don't it because we have like a, a small little mud room. And then there's another door that makes a very specific sound because it's, it's this really old wooden door. It's very crappy. And so you can you walk in the front door and then you have to open the second door. So it's a very obvious sounding um, procession when somebody walks through. She says she what was that me, called in Game of Thrones. That was, that was called like the kill door or the, <laughs> the remember, door? Uh, hold the door. No, they had it in, <laughs> the, the, door in the wall. Related. They had that. Uh, the, it was like the kill hole oh, or yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, we have one of those too, but it's on the other oh, side okay. of the house. Um, not a, it's, not a glo- it's not a glory hole, is it? Oh no! Hey, well, we have yo. one of those too, but that's on the other other side of the house. Oh wow! <laughs> you got wow. a lot of holes. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. All of them function. Wow. Isla Buff is involved. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, she texts me this, and I'm. She says, "I swear to God, I heard somebody." open the front door. I'm like, all right. So I look around cause I'm, I'm in the basement. That's where the office is. And I'm looking around. I'm like, obviously I need a weapon. I'm not just going to walk upstairs like a fool with nothing in my hands. Cause I'm prepared for the worst. You know, I've, I'm, I'm obviously going to have to fight off at least three ninjas. So the, the best I could do is I found a broom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, this is going to have to do. So I grab, it was you between gotta, the broom and the guitar and the guitar. You're going to clean them off. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to lightly brush off their shoulders. <laughs> I got a broom with some thumbtacks sticking on it. Well, Look you out. know, if the ninjas are wearing black, I have a dog, a lot of dog hair is going to get involved. That always shows off the dog hair. So I was very concerned about oh, their maybe the dog will crap on the ninjas. Oh, that would be, you know, if anything, he probably would crap on them. Wouldn't you, Cody? He's, yeah. He would he probably would. pee on them. Yeah, uh, he probably would pee on them for sure. Everyone who walks in this house has I'd been do. peed on. I might even, yeah, I would pee on them. <laughs> They'd be like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> they wouldn't so, see that coming. <laughs> so I, I grabbed <laughs> the, uh, I grabbed the broom, but I had to grab it by the um, 
closer to the end that you actually sweep with because it's too heavy for my my poor little muscles and I need to obviously I'm I need to be fencing right I need to have some quick like movement so I'm not gonna like not doing an overhand two-handed bash more of like a pirouette and uh, it's not a broadsword it's like a rapier yeah exactly exactly so I walk upstairs and there's no nobody there obviously I let Cody go first because you know that'll give me enough time to to brush off their shoulders if if needed um I walk up and I'm like, okay, there's nobody there. So I do some investigating, right? Because there still could be somebody lurking in the house. They obviously would know the layout and they would know where to where to hide. And so I'm looking around and I'm looking all through the house. And I, I look at the front door and there's one of my wife's boots in front of the, the door. And I say, okay, there's no way anybody could have opened this because that would have slid off to the side, right? And then there wouldn't be any shoes in front of the right. door. So... I, I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, that there's definitely nobody in here. And I look out my windows, and that RV is gone. Remember the one I was telling you about that I thought the neighbors hated us because they parked it in front of the. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they parked it in front of the window. So at twelve o'clock at night, they decide to hop in the RV and drive it away, <laughs> and it hasn't come back for a week. <laughs> so I guess it's gone now, or they're they were back in the meth production business or something. I don't know, but. So I, I go upstairs. I'm like, babe, I'm sorry, but there's no intrusion. I'm sorry. It was just the RV next door leaving. But I might have murdered three people. Yes, I may have, or at least cleaned them up a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> put the broom down. It is a it is a weapon. So I put it down and everyone's safe now. Uh, and then yeah. lastly, I watched a Red Wings game. Can you believe it? I haven't watched a Red Wings game hardly at all this year. Which one did you watch? Uh, they played Colorado, uh, the Avalanche, and yeah, that was a uh, good one to watch. It was the one that started at. It must have started at like six thirty because it was yeah, almost done was before Sunday. I went downstairs. Yeah, Sunday. That's right because it was Lions, and then I, I had a Detroit sports weekend apparently, or a Detroit sports Gosh, Sunday I, anyway. I, an extravaganza of mediocreness. Yeah, well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we barely scraped out the win against Chicago. All because their their punter or their field goal kicker couldn't. I guess it was farther back than I thought it was, but still, he should have been able. After it's still, that after wasn't our guy comes out and is just like, oh, like fifty five yards away, whatever, and then just like kicks it right between the uprights. Um, so I'm watching the Red Wings, and it's getting to second period, and it's time for Isaac's bath, and I, I'm like, all right, I'll go upstairs when when this period's over. But you know how twenty minutes in hockey is like an hour of real time because there's constant stoppages. There's the penalty clock and all that other stuff. So I'm like, all right, there's only a minute left. Let's just go upstairs and I'll start your bath. Nothing could possibly happen in, in a minute. I mean, the way this game's going. So I start getting up and moving around and, and they're uh, there. And I'm like doing that whole thing where you kind of like you're moving to leave the room, but you're also standing in front of the TV watching it. Like, oh, I'm I'm leaving. I'm doing it, what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm standing there, <laughs> and they score. Uh, I think it was Anastasia. Anastasia? Anastasia, yes. And, and the uh, crazy bat from, from said Anastasia. Um, there was a crazy bat in that, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I think uh, so. I'll let you just go uh, with call this. into the show if you think there's a crazy bat in Anastasia. Um, 
So they scored. He ended up getting a breakaway and scoring on the breakaway. So let that be a lesson if you're if you're a sports person. Um, you know, it's never too late. Don't don't give up on your team because they could always. Uh, now they did go. They did end up losing in overtime. So it was all for naught, really. Yeah. But uh, so what you're saying is you should give up. Yes. What I'm saying is yeah. your team will will make you think that things are going your way and then at the last minute they're going to blow it and you're going to be frustrated for the rest of the night for no good reason because it doesn't really affect your life really unless you're unless you're betting on the game's <laughs> outcome I guess then it does but if you have a bookie I don't <laughs> if you have a bookie there might be something <laughs> wrong in your life is, is, that, uh, is the story you're right there, there is a bat named Bartok in yes, Anastasia. See, I know my cartoon bats. I'm very yeah. up to date on my cartoon bats. There haven't been very many. The only other one I thought I was getting that one mixed up with Fern Gully. So that's a deep dive for another you day. You wouldn't Sorry. want to do that. Sorry, you guys clearly not. You embarrass yourself bat. if you did that. <laughs> People would think you were foolish. Uh, speaking of embarrassing myself, that's the last of my IRL. So somebody else can go now. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'm look up cartoon boy. bats. Oh boy. Well, we um we took a trip because every the Sunday before Thanksgiving every year my one side of my family has um a get together and they hadn't met hadn't met the little guy yet, so um we packed everything up and drove across the state and stayed in a hotel overnight because we didn't want it to do the whole trip again. Like we wanted to break it out because we stayed one night at my in-laws and then drove over there and stayed the next night. And then I mean, at the end of it all, we had to come all the way back. We didn't want to do that. You know, we don't want to keep the baby in a, in a car all day. And I, I was a horrible person. And my wife has been dealing with sinus crap for the past two weeks, which now is a full blown sinus infection. So she felt like absolute hell. And then I dragged her across the state to go to my family Thanksgiving. Cause I'm a drink. <laughs> and, yeah, so, yeah, but geez. mashed potatoes. <laughs> I did have mashed potatoes. Yeah, we did have so we did have stuffing. So I mean, th- there is that, mm-hmm. and um, it was interesting because um, she had she had previously done a trip with her mom and the baby, and based on that, we're like we have to get like an ensuite, a place where that has the separated bedroom, living room, because otherwise. When he goes to bed, you're kind of stuck just sitting in the dark from like seven o'clock on for the rest of the night. So definitely did that, made it a whole lot easier. But I have to give um, you know special shout outs to the wife because when women are sick, they still do everything. And when men, when we're sick, we do absolutely nothing. We cry on the couch and beg to be taken care of. I do that and... when I'm well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, But... I did, uh, it gave me some time to uh, actually play the, the, the Splatoon Splatfest because I had some downtime in that sweet, sweet hotel internet. And uh, How'd that work out Lucas, for you? It actually, it worked just fine. They had, I did a speed test. It had like five megabit. I mean. That's enough. That's that's enough. And I had, a, I had, I got food from Bennigan's. When's the last time I had, you've seen a Bennigan's oh, man. around? That, the last one, the last one closed in Grand Rapids. What, like five, ten years ago or something? I, I think so. So I had some really greasy, not-so-great fish and chips, but... Did they know. have crazy crap all over the walls? <laughs> I, I No, I, I got takeout. Oh, uh, you got takeout? Uh, we got takeout. 
Uh, actually, it's actually we got it's curbside because here in America we can't even be bothered to have to get out of the car and go and get it. <laughs> they bring it to you. What use my legs? Yeah, and there was snow. There's snow on the ground, and that was kind of. <laughs> it was, was thirty of, degrees was outside. What already. am I supposed to do? Get out of my car? It's cold. Right. Exactly. And really, you know, beyond that, I watched. I I listened to the Lions game on the radio. Um, I don't know. Were you My, next uh, to a fireplace and like in an armchair <laughs> sipping brandy and listening to the old timey radio station? <laughs> yes, mm, those exactly. lions are doing quite that's, good. That's, that's that's my preferred method of driving, actually. <laughs> Sitting in front of a fireplace—that's impressive. Yeah, and sipping brandy—it's it's quite a <laughs> lifestyle. And really, I mean, that was it. I mean, it was kind of a weird week you know gearing up for that and now we got you know the short week thanksgiving's here doing all the traveling seeing all the people doing all the things eating all the food putting on all that weight to make me feel real great real great about myself i'm not traveling i don't think at all the entire week to go to another thanksgiving adam are you yeah we're actually so we uh, i live in minnesota so a little special shout out to this week's game, by the way. I don't know if <laughs> that right. hurts you guys that or not. Battle for the division. Which we're going to lose. But I don't the, have good the, feelings. The best part about uh, going to my, we're going to my wife's uh, parents' Thanksgiving. They live in Wisconsin. Oh. So this is one of very few years where I can go to Wisconsin. It's safe for you to go to Wisconsin and brag about my football team. Yeah. Because their football team is in the toilet. So I am very much looking forward to this year's Thanksgiving because every other year I just get crap about how sad (laughs) the Vikings are and how they'll never be any good. And we're doing pretty good this year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it for those reasons. Um, I'm a little jealous of you, Jason, because um, unlike your situation, when we when we visit the in-laws, we stay with the in-laws. Oh, oh we no. do that. We do that. And too. it's it's my wife's my wife's childhood bedroom, which is adorned. It's one of those whole things of like, oh, this still looks like it did when you were nine. Uh, <laughs> so when we sleep there, she's got this cachet of porcelain dolls that oh, look no. down on you. No. I hate from, creepy dolls from high shelves. And there's got to be a good 30 of these dolls. And they are lining all four oh. walls of this room. And they're up high. They have the advantage. They have high ground. Right. So as you're laying there trying yeah, to go to sleep. Want. You, you look up and these creepy dolls are just staring down at you and you know they just want to eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> they want you in for their own. She'll find some of those and when I leave and I'll, I'll you know, ignore the room and I'll come back into the room at, towards the end of the night to go to bed and she'll have one of those creepy dolls just like propped up on my pillow. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. I'm like, didn't you have like Ninja Turtles when you were a kid? Because like if you want, if we were to magically revisit my childhood bedroom it would be nothing but like He-Man and Cindy Crawford posters. So I think that's kind of unfair that I have to go to the Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> but like um, Puppet Master in there. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to a nice long weekend, and I think this is a good way to kick it off. Well, good. I, I'm just going to stay home. Foosball. I lucked out this year, so. My comeuppance will come around Christmas time, though. There's no escaping that. Are your are you guys both your in laws in state? Do you have to go far or 
I don't have to go very far, thankfully. I don't even have no, to worry it, about staying anywhere. Really. Yeah, it's it's about a forty five minute drive for us, so not bad, not bad at all. And then my family's all within twenty minutes of there, so we hit up. We do the whole the world tour. Wow. Yeah. I'm really lucky because I've got really cool in-laws. I mean, I like my in-laws more than I like my real family, and that includes John. Like, that <laughs> definitely includes John. Um, so it's it's fun. You know, it's, some people, I think, have that situation where they have to go and spend a weekend or whatever, and they just dread it. Yeah. It's like I c- yeah. cannot, like, relate to these people. Or um, I mean, we're quite different. It's small-town Wisconsin, and I'm, I grew up in Minneapolis, and I go outside. You know, I, I have, like, 10 hours of sunlight exposure a year, whereas they like live outside and they do all like out, outdoor stuff. Um, so, I mean, there's a, there's a barrier there, but, uh, but they're, they're good people. It's good fun. That's awesome. Like I'm looking forward to, cause my, my uh, father-in-law has was forced to, he's been working out of state. He works out of state in Texas. Um, for gosh, since before the baby was born. So it's always great when he gets to come home for him to spend time with the grandson and always look forward to that. So, and my brother-in-law actually has time off. He usually is, he works for a, like a small town, like a meat market slash like grocery store type thing. So he's always, always working all the time, especially around holidays, especially one of their biggest things. I mean, they're putting out turkey orders and they're open on Thanksgiving too. So but he like somehow this year he's got Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off, so it'll be cool for him to yeah. come and spend time too. So yeah, it's always nice when the holidays line up that way, and you get to just hang out and enjoy everyone's company. And well, and it's always nice. Like, it's always nice when you have young kids because when you have like a family uh, get together, like a holiday, you get to just pass your kids <laughs> off, and you don't get yeah. to see them for hours. It's it's so awesome. You're just like here, catch, and you like toss your baby across the room. <laughs> And you're like, I'm out. You can go shopping. You can go see a movie. Doesn't right. even matter. Right. This is our this is our first actually holiday with Aiden. So I mean, yeah, we had Fourth of July or you know uh, Halloween, but it, like I think like you know the being get together, you know, holidays. So mm-hmm. looking forward to all of that. Cool beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let me think here. I don't. Uh, I think that's good. That's a good recap for what's going on now. Adam, I, you know, we threw a wrench in the works. I told you we were going to do, uh, we were going to have this top three discussion planned out, and then we kind of, we we threw that into the wind because we wanted to be topical here because everyone likes to get mad on the internet, and <laughs> the past couple weeks everyone's been getting mad about Star Wars Battlefront, EA microtransactions, freemium, blah blah Pay blah. To win. So I thought. I, <laughs> I thought, what, why? Let's take some time. Let's talk about it. Let's let's express our opinion for those of you that are caught up in the the Fluxtapose ecosphere. Lucas, even Lucas of all people, he's been active on the website. He posted a little little blog, and he's like, "I'm mad about this. Ah, yeah. and this is why." I was I was very sad, and I had to write write out my feelings and share. Use it your words. That. I did. <laughs> I don't like this very much. Mm. <laughs> And then I posted a picture of a baby shaking their fist. <laughs> so we wanted to at least have some time to echo some of our thoughts and express some opinions on, on this whole thing. Because especially, you know, if anyone's listened to Flexibles for any moment of time, you know Lucas and I are pretty big Star Wars dorks. Like what? 98% of the internet, I would say. <laughs> and, you know, we, against our better judgment, had enjoyed 
Battlefront than the previous game for what it was. I've and have always enjoyed you know the the, the earlier games or many other any many other games in the Star Wars gaming franchise. So why not? Let's let's talk about this. So you know let's start off. Let's let's talk about what a microtransaction is. So it's a by definition it's a business model where users can purchase virtual goods with micro payments. Uh, these micro transactions are often used in free-to-play games to provide a revenue source for the developers, and which I think most people have come to expect now with a uh, with a, a free-to-play game. You know, you get yeah. the game for free, but then to access you know extra content in the game or get a, you know speed up your progress in the game, you have to you know pay one dollar, two dollars, you know here or there to unlock things, and it's it's just kind of law of the land. We see that a ton, and you know the mobile. The mobile game space where I fear to play, you know, has the most most success. Yeah, that's kind of where I feel like it sort of started, or at least mm-hmm. getting the most traction, and then it kind of leaked over into, you know, your typical desktop experience or console experience. So, yeah, un- unfortunately. So the counter argument you're going to be speaking up about this. Yes, we have you have microtransactions, and now we have pay to win. Now, as this we describe it, that games are games that let you buy better gear, or better items that give you a leg up, give you a, you know an advantage over other players. Whether you know, um, you know, get it. I won't say get XP faster, but let's say you know do increased damage, have it more health, uh, you know, increased armor, something like that. And, and you know, the, it's going to unbalance the core gameplay to give you a, a competitive advantage over people who. Who don't have that, and you'll often see this as a way to to decrease the skilled gap that you know we might see um, in a player base and that sort of thing. And um, and usually you'll see you'll see free to play games that have a problem like this. Like wasn't uh, APB had that problem? That APB was, had that problem. Once it went free to play, which it wasn't. It didn't start life as a free free to play game. You had to buy it full price. Right, and then once it went free to play, it had microtransactions, um, which I think were in- introduced before it went free to play. But then the balancing went way mm-hmm. out of line. Wasn't uh, wasn't Heroes and Generals? Didn't wasn't that a little bit pay to win too? I mean, we didn't yeah, play it I that long. So. I think that game was like fifteen like- bucks to play to like buy, but then you could buy. Of course, you you know you had your microtransactions, buy weapons and. You buy weapons, yeah. I mean, the hit detection didn't work in that game anyway, so maybe if you paid money for it, maybe they actually fixed some of that, and you can actually (laughs) land. You know, you can actually land your shots. You can pay to remove your hit boxes. Yeah, so that that's kind of uh, a a brief overview overview on some of these these concepts at play. So let's specifically look at the Battlefront Two timeline here. So uh, June tenth, twenty seventeen, we have the E three preview of Battlefront Two. And, uh, you know, the devs dice, you know, says they're committed to fixing what went wrong about the first game. The large criticism was it was good, but it felt really rushed and thrown together. It you was know, like EA. half a game. It kind of felt like at first you got the the rest of the, the content in DLC packs and yes, better buy that season pass. No, not free, not free DLC. And, you know, this was all rushed in there. There wasn't a single player mode, which everyone had. And this was just great timing when, you know, LucasArts was dismantled and EA scored a 10 year exclusivity deal with the star Wars franchise. So much like what they've done with, you know, the NFL players association and the NFL itself with Madden. Now they have that with star Wars and we got, we got battlefront. Now 
regardless of that battlefront was may not have been so critically successful, but from a financial standpoint, I made it sold millions of copies. I'm sure made EA a ton of money. And the shareholders go, this is good. We want more of this. Keep giving us this. So, and immediately I had a little, like we jumped in on Battlefront, but I immediately had um, some bad feeling because all of a sudden they give us this, this star card nonsense. And I just, I never was a fan of that star card system because I just like, I, you know, I grew up playing games like, you know, Unreal Tournament, Wolfenstein. Um, Enemy Territory. It, you know, these straight up multiplayer shooters where it's just you, your mouse and keyboard and your internet connection versus everybody else. And now all of a sudden we have like, you have to have these perks and you have to have these weird unlockable weapons and You're I have leveling to, up it's and, just, yeah, uh, the it just kind of muddied up the progression, which I, I didn't like. Um, so, so I, I, I knew Battlefront 2 was going to be a special brand of of interesting when it, when it, when it was released, when they showed that E3 preview, I remember thinking, Oh, they, they realized what kind of went wrong with the first one. And this one, they're going to do things right. Like I was prepared to give it a little bit of a pass. I was ready to forgive the transgressions. (laughs) (laughs) They they know how to cherry pick exactly what to show somebody in order to, and, and, and let's be honest, it's not hard to generate hype in the nerd community with Star no, Wars. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? This could be a farm sim yeah. and <laughs> and people would be crapping their pants at the E3 Tattooing demo. Tattooing Moisture you know? Farm Simulator 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, was it uh, Womp? We could be like Womp Rat Targeter 2017, you know, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Like Star Wars is like the most lucrative, like possible franchise you could have for gaming for just about any any space you put star wars it's gonna you right. attach star wars it's gonna sell i'm sure star wars star wars cereal is probably a hot ticket item you know i don't i don't know so we bought in they're like oh they're gonna fix it great this sounds awesome so in september um we see a bunch of games start to show off loot boxes and microtransaction i think we can also show like prior to this what really kind of put this into public eye and made this kind of uh, accessible and tri- like ex- not just accessible but acceptable in a triple A game. As I'm going to say, um, Overwatch yeah. is kind of really introduced it. this whole idea of of loot boxes, and you can buy them now. What I will say up front, which differentiates this slightly, is in Overwatch, any item you get from that box is merely cosmetic. It doesn't affect how your character interacts with the game world or does anything. It's merely visuals. But we'll see in our notes today here, you know, we had other games also add micro microtransactions. NBA 2K18, Destiny 2, Shadow of War, Forza 7, just to name a few. Heck, Lucas, we we have a heavy we have a heavy gaming background in the NHL series. NHL oh, had boy. pay to win a bit because you could buy you could buy booster packs for your creative player to play online and get, you know, you can get increased to your stats. You know, you could either create you know, go through the in-game achievements to unlock slots and these boosts to your player, or you could just, oh, 600 Xbox points. Here we go. I'm going to buy one. And yeah, and that's it. the real sucky thing is you can't just buy what you want. You have to trade real money for 800 ice points or whatever. But then the thing that you want is only 400 points. So you're like, well, I might as well buy two of them. And 
And then you're like, well, shoot, I didn't get what I wanted in this pack. I better buy two more. And the next thing you know, yep. you spent hundred dollars extra on the game. Or yeah, at least I would buy those goaltender boosts every season. You pretty much every season. To. I'm excited for when they start inevitably putting uh, loot crates into the Sims. And it can be like, ooh, I earned arms for my sim. <laughs> now my sim can go to the bathroom. Oh. I think that's going to be great. What was that? There was a there was an old PC game called like DLC Quest, I think. And as and I don't know if it's on another platform or not, but as you play it, you know, you would unlock like, oh, now you can save your game, or now you can add, oh you God. know, scrolling to your levels. So it's, I can just see, oh, yeah. you want to uh, advance this? You want to advance your? You want to actually be able to navigate the camera to the other side of the room? Well, that's going to be five bucks. Oh, God, Wait, you want to turn the game off? Well, you're going to have to play for another seven hours <laughs> to access the eject disk function. Uh, so this was in September. October 10th, we have the public beta of Star Wars. And this is when we finally you know, got a taste that's when the of, shit hit the fan. of this game. Um, we had the return of star cards that give players passive bonuses or new abilities. And we had four different, now we had rarity levels. So you had, um, I'm not going to, I don't know the specifics on the levels, but they had you. Epic, I think is the highest. And of course that gives you the highest bonuses, which in turn, like, let's say you get a health bonus, you get 60% extra health with this card. Well, yeah. Obviously, you're going to do a lot better than everybody else who only has. A, I mean, literally, if you're just standing in front of another player and you both just shoot at each other and land, you both land every hit. You're just going to win by default at that point. So it doesn't even come down to skill. It's just you're yeah. a sponge now. Yeah. And this this kind of goes back to my biggest grief I had with the original Battlefront. As we saw after release, you know, we had all these pre-order um, bonuses for getting the game and you had you know unlocked all these certain weapons right out the gate and within a couple weeks you know people would learn what was broken what worked best and if you wanted to be competitive in the game after a while you, you could try to stick to your loadout but you had no choice so everyone was running around using the DL44 pistol <laughs> Yeah, you would use bounty hunter as a perk because you get a kill streak and it resets your abilities so you'd use bounty hunter the Wookiee bowcaster because it would kill multiple enemies with one shot and then um, I can't remember what. Oh, the jetpack. So then you can just fly yes. in the air and one shot people with the bowcaster. It's just when I went back to that game and tried to play it, that's all it was because you and I were trying to get back into it. And it was just because Star Wars, we, we can't we can't as much as we hate it. We have to we have to go back. I want to be that stormtrooper that we have has to go to no, Mecca <laughs> that nobody knows and just dies in the background. But I want to be him. And when you have like. Everybody's just jumping around on jetpacks trying to get land the first bowcaster shot. It was like, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and quit this game and uninstall it immediately. <laughs> it, it was eventually nerfed, but I mean, it took a, it took long enough. So you know, I I remember talking to you after any of you listened to the episode. I was like, I played it, played the beta on PC, I played it on Xbox, and I was just like, I want to like it. I want to like it so bad. But it's just it's not it's just not fun for me. And like, I, I guess I, I think I'm, I'm blinded a bit in my own nostalgia. But I just remember playing the first Battlefront or why I liked Battlefield 2 of all games so much. Because I love I love like team team and small group based like infantry combat. Mm -hmm. I think that's so much fun in the game when you're like being like in a group of four to five and you're supporting one another, especially in games 
they have class systems where they get you know it requires a, a player to provide ammo and another one to provide healing to to your well say soldiers i mean i i love that and that goes back to my my roots in, in enemy territory but that's why i liked battlefront so much because you got that experience but then as soon as they you know open it up to these more I, I always want to use the word spam. So, like in in that that beta, you know, we had the uh, I think it was the assault on Thede, which was the the clone army defending against the the droids of the Trade Federation, and it's just like you got these tanks rolling through, and there's these random explosions. And when I was playing Battlefront, I felt like I'd be I run into the map, and then I would just randomly die either from an explosion or a sniper, and I'd have no clue where I was getting killed from. And not to say like I'm like this amazing game or anything like that, but I feel like I do I do decently enough in multiplayer shooters and I would regardless on Xbox or PC I was just getting annihilated in this murky mess of of explosions and death and evisceration and and even in the smaller maps it was the same thing and it, I felt like there would be times I'm fighting these players that have these guns I have no idea how they have them they have all these car- these star cards I don't have any I can't you know I can't do anything and it was just like this overwhelming frustration that I was getting from this game and I was like I don't think I want this because I thought for sure, you know, I, I had this Xbox one. I thought for sure, like Battlefront was going to be the game that got me, got me in with my, my buddies that, you know, like really playing a, a console shooter again. And like that beta, I was just like, this is, this is not good. I did not like this at all. Do, do you think that the, the way that they've made these multiplayer games so complicated and so complex and how you have to master not just the game itself, but the strategies behind the game before you even take the field. Do you think this is a response to to like the esports scene? Oh, because I think to a games degree, used yeah. to be so simple. I I mean I'm gonna be honest. Like this kind of game is so not what I want because I don't have the time to dedicate to learning how not only how to play the game but like how to master it like you talk about these star cards and these special perks and these elite classes like i can't even balance a checkbook how am i (laughs) supposed to find time to learn how to be like an actual space bounty hunter yeah Mm -hmm. you know what it reminds me of it almost reminds me of like the influence from the moba the moba genre Mm -hmm. when you have you know the the this item house and you have to have all these special items and you have a gear out your characters in certain ways i feel like we've seen that sort of now come over into this this space a bit as well and yeah i well i I, I know i'm an old time gamer and like my preferences are you know i like things more simple like i like i like things a little bit more streamlined so i don't think this game is like is pitched towards me. I'm sure there's a market for the, obviously there's a market for this kind of game or there are these people that really want this kind yeah. of experience. But to me, like we played call of duty on the, the latest call of duty at extra life. And I just like, I'm so terrible at these games because people absolutely like immerse themselves in learning how to be the best of the mm-hmm. best at these things. And like I can play Splatoon you know, because I can just like paint walls and crap. But like when it comes to these games and learning the intricacies of how to level up your character, how to level up your class, how to gain exclusive elite weapons, like I just it it turns me off so hard. Well, and that I, I think that's like I get that. I think that's part of the problem with they went from they distorted the whole like you pick a class and then you play that class and then you get like drip drip fed 
the type of stuff that you need to improve in your class. And it's kind of, it's almost just like, oh, I just put the new thing I just unlocked into the slot and then I'm instantly better. There's no real thinking about it. So it goes from that into, well, instead of having it that way, let's just make it where everybody has the same amount of slots and then we'll just have you buy loot boxes and and or earn them and then you hope that you get something that applies to your class yeah or some of these things apply to everybody and then it gets confusing because you're just like well i i find i find it so disheartening when i look up about a game how to be competitive and you'll see this in different things not just fps uh competitive play but you'll see it in uh like pvp mmorpgs it's like if you don't build this specific character in this way, you're going to be useless. And that just disheartens me so much because it it's like, well, there's all the creativity that supposedly is there, you know, when you're playing an action RPG or hack and slash or something. But if you don't build your wizard in this particular way, right. you're, you don't you're follow not getting the, meta the best. That's that's currently at play. You're yeah. not going to have any advantage. You're a garbo. At all. You're a garbo human and shouldn't be playing the game. Hashtag get good. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just want to. If I see something that like a game that's a little too complicated, sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? Alt F4. I, I'm just going to close the game. I don't feel like playing it right now because it can be overwhelming and it's not fun. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to jump yeah. into a game and have an experience where I don't have to look at, uh, you know, a UI for five hours to try to decipher how to set up my character. Mm-hmm. Like those people that only play as, as Shulk and not Shulk as, uh, as like Fox and all your S tier smash bro characters. Cause that's the only way you win. Just disappointing. I, and like Lucas, you, you touched on, I didn't explicitly bring it up in terms of battlefront, but that's how their, their progression was created is instead of, like in Call of Duty, as Adam was talking about, you played Call of Duty, you level up, you unlock weapons as you level up. Everyone unlocks the same weapons at the same level mm-hmm. levels as they go. Battlefront, you play, you get a crate, you open it, you might get a weapon, you might get a perk. All the weapon, like all the weapons, were just tied to the the loot boxes. So there was no like, there's no rhyme reason. There was no like standard there to get anything. And then you know I might open a crate and I might get one of the best star cards possible or Joe from around the corner says, Hey, I got 10 bucks. Ah, you know, I got this game for free. I like it. I'm going to give it 10 bucks. Oh, look at, I open this crate. This is like, Whoa, this is an epic star card. Oh, sweet. I don't even and, know what that means, yeah. but I'm going to equip it. <laughs> I'm going to get it. But, but don't worry guys. They, 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 they lock that behind gate level gates for that class. You have to be a certain level for your class in order to use those cards, but people would still, you could still get that level. And I think in early testing, like, relatively low amount of gameplay so this this kind of started like this outrage and then all of a sudden um we got is when it really kind of brought to a for uh the the fire came up was during this the early access that we saw go out with ea access and origin access and like the the head starts for people that that pre-ordered is all of a sudden like this stuff was bad like people started like sitting there doing the math of how long it's going to take to if you didn't buy anything like because you know, you have to unlock heroes to play as, and you have to earn in-game credits to do that or open your wallet. And people did the math with, you know, just not counting, like, bonuses you got for achievements or anything, just the base gameplay of playing the game and how how often you earn credits and, you know, computed it out. And it was looking at, like, 40 hours you'd have to grind just to unlock, like, Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker, which immediately was outraging people because then, again, I could pay $10 and I could immediately have them. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why we started to have this more, you know, this argument about pay to win. And uh, like this is I've seen this happen before where, you know, especially with EA, let's face it, EA has a reputation of doing this, uh, you know, or ha- causing outcry or having controversy around their games. So, you know, we saw this with um, what I feel like um, with Mass Effect. I feel like we had issues with, um, was it Mass Effect 3? Then wasn't there? Man, you're pulling way back now. Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember. I can't, I can't remember, but they've definitely had instances before where, you know, they've done stuff with this game and it makes them just, they get this opinion that, you know, they don't give a crap about their consumer. They're just out there to, you know, they look at us as, you know, dollar signs. And I mean, they've been, you know, numerously voted, you know, worst company and, country yeah what well, that was even, 2012 you know? and 2013 or 13 and 14 worst company yeah. in the world or in america I mean. so, so it's like you you almost expect this so you know people but i mean it was like everywhere everywhere was just like getting like was just going off like you know reddit's always a the, the moss isley of the internet but people were just like going all over and then you know they in response to all the controversy you know dice is like okay we're gonna have an ama on this and then Lucas, you you know, I think you know we we talk about Jim Sterling on the show a lot, and a lot of people don't really care or agree with Jim Sterling that much. But I know you you pretty much regularly watch his content, and mm-hmm. when I, you know, he has a persona he plays up. But then when you, I actually listen to his viewpoints a lot, and I agree with what he says, and he has a really good video about about Battlefront, and he actually had a post in that. Um, he had like one of the top, one of the really highly upvoted posts in that AMA he made, and you know, calling them out on a bunch of their shortcomings. And of course, they don't respond to that. But then when they give their, you know, one of their generalized PR BS comments, and that becomes the most downvoted thing in like yeah. Reddit history, in Reddit existence. And that's what. Then of course, every news site starts picking it up. So like everyone's coming after EA at this point. And I, I still, I. At first, I think it was rumored, and I think now it's been pretty much confirmed. But at some point, all of a sudden, Disney's like, whoa, you guys need to fix this shit. We've got The Last Jedi coming out next month, and you're looking, you've got all this bad press coming after Star Wars. The Mickey Mouse doesn't like that. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't fly, you know? King Mickey, he, he ain't going to twit that up with that. And apparently, I, I think... I, I have, it, it did happen. And, you know, I don't know, you know, obviously I don't know the exact thing, but they said, you know, they're disappointed, you know, something like that they're disappointed and this doesn't look good for the brand. So finally, you know, it takes that to happen. It's not that, you know, millions and millions of their, their fan base is like, what are you guys doing? They finally decide, okay, we're going to make some changes. So in, you know, November, November 9th, they, um, or November, let me, I've, can, I've, can, I've, you jumped dumped a bunch bit. of my dates. They're all over and I jumped around. So, um, EA first, I should, I must have a key point. EA responded to all this, this outcry. They said, okay, we've adjusted. We've looked at the data. We've made adjustments to the characters and how you, how, how much they cost in lock. But I think, I feel like at the same time, what happened though? Yeah. They made, they made the heroes cheaper, but I feel like I thought I read that they also adjusted. It took oh. you long, your credit. They lowered your credit rate. So what happened with that too. was um, they lowered single player, but everything else stayed the same. However, however, it was determined that uh, a lot of people thought that they lowered everything at, 
all at once. And so that misinformation spread across the internet when the only part that was true was you used to get 20,000 credits for completing the single player uh, portion of the game, which with the, the pricing from before, that's only a third of what you would need to get one character at their original price, uh, like Darth Vader. Um, they lowered it from 20,000 to 5,000. Everything else stayed mm. the same, apparently. But that's not what went out. And that's the important part, is it doesn't really matter, because now everyone does think that they lowered it and lowered everything yeah. at the same time. It's just, it's, it's, because, just like, it's because you need a goddamn master's degree to understand what the hell you even just said. That's exactly. why it's like you get the slightest bit of, you know, smack talk about this game and everybody like you, you can't understand it because they made the whole thing so convoluted. Uh, that's part of their that's part of how they defend themselves against this, I think. Yeah. It's like you actually have to actively research this whole bonanza to even know why you should be mad about it. Like you can be mad because everyone else is mad on Reddit and jump on the train and be like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. But you don't ever know if that's mm -hmm. if what yeah. the people are telling you is true because right. they can just say whatever you want. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I've said this before, too, and I've been fired up at a game. It's like, well, you know, people just need to vote with their wallets and not buy it. But this was like the first time I think we actually saw people actually follow through, you know, with that. And, and you know, I, I know someone that, uh, you know, I'm part of PSVG and we had someone on, on staff that went and picked up. I don't know if he pre-ordered, but he went and picked up that game the morning of release. And when he got to, like, I think GameStop, they told him that, like, you know, they had 10, 10 people had canceled their pre-orders and nobody else was there to pick it up. And I think um, we saw a huge issue, like, on Origin. You know, or Origin is their digital platform. And we saw that people were canceling their pre-orders on Origin. And it, so many were coming in that... And it's funny, Lucas just lost internet again, I think, because he just texted mm -hmm. me, Oh, my oh my fucking God. So, Adam, <laughs> it's, you're, you're stuck with just me until he until he returns. Let's see. Ooh. Yep, worst, worst internet ever, Lucas says, so... We, uh, we're doing a throwback to last week's episode, so um, I'm here. You know, all these I'm here with you. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so all these people are starting to return their game on Origin. So what do they do? They remove that feature on Origin. No, they didn't. They, are you serious? They remove. They remove the. There was like apparently there's a button where you can return it. They just removed the button from the UI, <laughs> so people couldn't return the game. So then they have to contact customer support. But I saw like one. Like, you know, there's like a somebody posted like, you know, a chat log or something on Reddit. And, you know, the rep's like, well, can I ask why you're doing, you know, what's what's the reason? And he's like, the same reason as everybody else. Oh, <laughs> that, snap. You know, that's what, you know, that's what they're saying. And it's just, I you know, I couldn't believe it. And, you know, I, and I've done the same thing where I would be like, well, I'm just not going to buy the game. And then eventually I would just buy the game anyway. Um, this is like well, the, I, the first, this is like the first time that I was like, I'm not doing it. Lucas, welcome back. I was just talking. I think I, I want your opinion on this too. I was just telling Adam. Uh, they, you know, people started re refunding this game in mass on Origin. And mm -hmm. it got to the point all of a sudden they went, basically, they removed the, the refund, the return button from Origin. So people couldn't return the game anymore. What? <laughs> yeah, in the UI. Oh, that's not what good. So people would have to actually contact, like, actually call, you know, like, you know, EA support in order to, wow. to do it. Um, so, you know, and this has all happened. Finally, on Friday, last week, the 17th, EA is like, they, they had this big, the public apology. 
oh, you know, we, we got this wrong. We're listening now. Um, this shouldn't have been a surprise. You knew you got this wrong for months now. You just kind of bumbled your way further through it to try to do whatever. I anyway, feel, I feel like it was, let's see what the least amount we have to do is before people will stop bitching and we can continue to make money. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I get it. You know, they have shareholders, they want to make money, but at the same time, you are completely like have no consideration for your, your fans, your players at any, you know, any point. Cause we, all of a sudden, you know, you see us just try to monetize the hell and use this as a cash cow as much as possible. But then something people really wanted, which was, you know, what visceral was working on, you shut down because you were losing money there. And, you know, you're telling us, you know, people said we want, you know, we still want single player you know, experiences. They wanted, you know, that campaign and battlefront so much. And, what they gave us, I, what I've been told, is extremely mediocre. It's really poor, and it's again, that's finished. what people, which people wanted from from Visceral. And I, I get it that you know making a single player game is a huge monetary investment. But guess what? You have the Star Wars license, and that pretty much guarantees more sales than just about anything else. You know, if of equal quality, if I release some new IP and it's going up against Star Wars, what's going to sell better? If there's an equal quality of game, right. that Star Wars license game is going to sell enormously better. But anyway, they said, you know, we are we're removing the, the ability to buy crystals. We're removing the loot craze. Everything's tied to progression, giving people what they want. And, you know, Internet's like, everyone's like, yes, we win, we win. But then, you know, the, the key thing is there is also says in there temporary removal. And, at, you know, we continue to evaluate before we... we Blah, blah, blah. That tells me that at some point we're going to see that monetization come in. EA's big push is this games of service thing. You know, we saw them test the waters on Nintendo Switch by releasing FIFA. Didn't sell that well. How does EA make a lot of money on their sports games? The ultimate team stuff. Why? You buy card packs. Mm -hmm. Didn't sell well on Switch because it doesn't have as big of a user base. We're not going to continue to support Switch. I just, I don't, you know, I kind of take issue with, and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this, but when, when EA is talking about building games as an extending service and not releasing a game that you will play through, finish, and then be done with, but something that you will continue to play down the line. I don't think we live in that space anymore. When you look at the year that we had this year, how quickly people are setting aside incredible games just because of the influx of new and hot and better. I think if you are developing a game and you're planning on sticking with that for like a year or plus with additional content, I mean, I'm a huge Splatoon fan, but I haven't picked that thing up in several months because it's 2017 and I got like 50 giant, great AAA games dropped on my head mm -hmm. this year. Um, Look at Horizon Zero Dawn. You can pick it up for like 15 bucks this week. That's like game of the year contender. That game is not that old. Uh, by the time EA figures this shit out, nobody's going to remember that Battlefront 2 even exists because there yeah. is, it's an embarrassment of riches. Everybody is saying it. This, this is the year that you want to get it right, right out of the gate, because if you don't plant that stake, you know, you're going to be yeah. forgotten. 
It's so, so I think it, there's it, a problem yeah. with that business model in general. I don't think we live in that space anymore because there's just such a wave of, I mean, look at Nintendo. Nintendo of all companies is drowning you in good games, you know? Mm-hmm. This is the per- they had such the perfect timing too because who else when you release a game has the marketing juggernaut of Disney and everything else behind it that has a blockbuster film on the horizon a month after you release this game ready to release that it's going to immediately when you have content from that film in your game you're immediately going to draw players in there because people go see Star Wars like oh I want to play a Star Wars game now oh Battlefront perfect now you're missing out on that because you've 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 done this. Um, and I, you know, it's funny you, you bring up, you know, you bring up Splatoon, you know, we, we had, you know, another issue with the original Battlefront, we had all these, we had four, like was, a, I think four major DLC packs that you could buy in a season pass. Well, guess what? If you don't have said DLC pack, you can't play with the other players. So immediately you're cannibalizing your player base into separate pockets, which limits your matchmaking, creates a poorer experience for everyone involved. This time they'd say, you know, all our DLC is free. We're not going to do that. You know, at least they learned from that. But, you know, that you talked about games as service. You brought up Splatoon. Look what Splatoon has done. You buy $60 for the game, new map, new items. And also out of nowhere, they announced this new update today. They're bringing more maps, new game mode, quality of life improvements, like 100, like, I think it was, I don't remember, a ton of more items, new weapons. You know, they're continually to update this. We've seen ARMS, which is a new IP, not, you know, a, a successful at that sales-wise. Maybe not so much critically because it's a victim of 2017 and tons of new games coming out. But that's been free content added along the way. Overwatch has continued to add free content along the way. Hasn't charged players more. Now we have EA saying, well, you have this. You need to pay us for this. This is what, you know... Is this is this a necessary like you know we have a point here is this a necessary evil to justify the long development cost the cost of a juggernaut of teams and people involved to create your games or is this again are we just trying to you know find a way to you know what you, we got sixty dollars out of you at the game but I think you're going to be willing to give us more let's see how much we can squeeze out of you is it just a way to cash grab money from their player base I just think of all of the amazing games that I did not play this year because I just couldn't. And when I see a story so sour as Battlefront 2, like it's not even a question of if I'm going to get this game because I know there are 10 other amazing games that are releasing right around the same time. And I just don't have time for that bull crap. Right. Yeah. That, that's the realization I came to when I wrote the article. It was like, yeah, there's plenty of people who are just going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to pass. But for me, I'm like, this was the next Star Wars game. Like you don't, have anybody releasing Star Wars games. This is it. And I was going to ask for this for Christmas, and I was hoping to get it as a gift, and I was hoping that it was going to be good, and now I'm just like, like you said, I don't have time for that. There's plenty of other games I can play that are better of an Mm -hmm. experience than this, and I feel like they, I feel like EA made a way for them to make money, right? So they're like, okay, we have these loot boxes, we have microtransactions, Let's build a game around that and see what we can, how mm-hmm. much money we can make instead mm-hmm. of crafting a good Star Wars game where if I want to, let's say the single player is designed in such a way that it ends, but you can also continue the adventure in a DLC pack. 
if I like the single player experience that you've crafted, I have no problems giving you 10, right. 15 bucks to continue the single player yeah. game. If it's traditionally, good. that's what we're used to. I mean, right. And that's not even talking about loot boxes. That's just talking about straight up. I'm buying this content from you because I appreciate the work that you put into it. But unfortunately, they just want to be like, all right, let's make it where you don't even get to buy what you want. You just have to buy these loot boxes that randomize yeah. what you get right. and see how much money we can make out of people. We, we haven't even touched on the, you know, there's the whole subject line you have too. Is, are these micro microtransaction loot boxes that considered gambling? Is that a form of gambling that's explicitly trying to target and exploit children or, you know, younger gamers? I mean, that's a whole another. Right. You know, I don't. I don't know what the big deal is. Every morning I get up and there are three <laughs> lunch boxes on the counter and my wife says one of those has food and I just I have to pick one. I don't get to peek. I pick one lunch box mm. and I go to work and if I pick the right one, I get to eat. And if I pick the wrong one, then there's just like a, a giant turd wrapped in <laughs> well, cellophane. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I've educated you, Adam. How, how many curricks is it? <laughs> well, that's gone back to uh, Mario, we can think for that, because you remember those bonus games uh, oh, where you have yeah. to go and pick the chest or whatever, and you <laughs> yeah. get, you know, you spend five <sighs> coins or whatever, and you could get 50, but most likely you yeah. get cellophane wrapped turd, and you'd be happy. You know, with the, thing with the thing, thing with Battlefront 2 is if it was good, I would probably have bought two copies, because I would have bought it on PC to play with Lucas, and I would have it on Xbox to play with... Um, you know the people I know. I know on there. I mean, I would I would have probably bought it twice. And now, you know, it, I'm much like Lucas. It, it it sucks because I wanted a Star Wars game. EA's had this license now for three years, I think. We have two largely mediocre first-person shooters to show for it. Nothing else. I think it's been announced in development. The you know the Visceral project is dead on. That's gone. So that's never going to see the light of day. And we have some crummy mobile games. I mean. It's disappointing because you took a good thing and you Wars. ruined Look, it, you assholes. <laughs> it's Star you know, Wars. Had, you got to treat it know, like a, a fine lady. You got to take them out to a nice <laughs> steak dinner, and then you call them back the next day and ask them how they're doing. You don't <laughs> take microtransactions. You don't treat them like Dorothy Mantooth. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, it's, Star Wars it's just is disappointing insane. because. We've we've had good Star Wars games in the past, and we've had some stinkers along the way. But you know, you know, Dark Forces, the Jedi Knight series, we've had the Rogue Squadron series, stuff like that. The, the high notes. I mean, oh, I can't. You know, the you know your the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic. You know, we've had those great things, and now we have this. So it's just you know randomizing you know progression is not good and then giving people the ability to purchase things that directly change combat is also not good it's good i guess in a single player only experience but a multiplayer that's not a good idea ever so, we so what talk. i'm getting is that you guys are upset <laughs> <laughs> yes well adam adam it's it's not that we're upset just we're just really disappointed in them okay okay and that and hopefully that just hurts so much more <laughs> well, uh, you know, future of microtransactions, you know, hopefully this is like the big shakeup where, you know, the the gamers stood up and said, we don't want this. This is not good. And it finally made, you know, publishers and, you know, other decision makers go, whoa, 
look what happened to EA. If we do this, are we going to see similar pushback? We can't really handle that PR. We need the sales of this game to be strong. Da da da. Hopefully, you know, people start second guessing. One of my favorite games of all time, Awesome Odds, has microtransactions. I've purchased skins. But guess what? Everything from Awesome Knots doesn't affect the game. Everything is cosmetic. It either just changes the way your character looks or changes sound effects. Does not affect anything else. Lucas is not. At, Lucas, you don't have any of those, the DLC or things like that. Your no, experience I'm is just, fine with it. just like, the same as mine. Yeah, when you give people so, more options to like characters and stuff to play, as long as it's balanced, I don't have a problem with that. That's why Awesome Knots, I've never once bitched about the fact that they have extra characters i've never bought them i would if if for some reason like we played that dedicatedly you know months on end but we don't we just come back and forth to it but right that's the thing that ea needs to take away and that's what i think everyone here should take away because what's most frustrating to me are the people who just don't care they're just like well i'm still gonna buy the game Yes. I'll just ignore the 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 loot boxes. It's fine. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna buy the loot boxes, so it doesn't really affect me. Well, you're still using the game just because you're not doing it. Other people right. are, and it affects the pool of people playing. So when you're playing the game and you're wondering why you're why you're having a shit night, it's because you went up against you know a team of let's say you're playing the huge epic scale uh, war mode, you're going up against 20 other people who may have bought the, the uh, not the DLC, the microtransactions to get the freaking loot boxes to hopefully get the gun they need that, that kills you. And you're like, man, this game sucks because, and you don't know why. It's because of this ecosystem that they've put into the game. Yep. Yep. It's I running rampant. Think, I don't think... I don't think you know, microtransactions to that extent involve any having a place in a in a six a full priced you know right triple A I I want to say lack of better definition a triple A title you know yep. if you know if you're giving me the game free then I guess I'm expecting you to you know you got you got I understand you have to make money you have people that develop this game you have a budget behind this game you have to make a return on your investment so I understand that why you have you know a system in place for me to spend my money. But if I'm already showing you out premium dollars for a game, it shouldn't be shoved in my face. Here, give us some more money. Give us just just a little more, right. just a little more. So, you know, I I think we're probably still going to see them for a while still, but it has to be it has to be tied to something that doesn't affect the gameplay experience, at least in terms of balance. It has to be something cosmetic or. It has to, oh, now my speeder looks like a giant purple dildo and not this, well, you know, not right. this other thing. You know, <laughs> well, I don't. and I think that's the important thing that I took away from one of those Jim Sterling videos is that this is what EA wants it to look like in the future. Uh, is I'm sorry, that, I'm still laughing about the dildo. I say, I'm, <laughs> I'm just watching Adam die over there. I'm loving every minute of it. Is that they want the climate for gaming to look the way that if they wouldn't have got caught with this, all this stuff and it just released and everybody was fine with it. This is what they want it to look like. This is the future right here. But people stood up to that and said, no, I don't want my game to be uh, pay to win when I already paid $60 and they scaled back. But we've seen yep. what EA wants the the landscape to look like in the future. And they... It's going to be little itty bitty changes here and there that everybody's just 
well, okay. I mean, I guess I'm, I have to accept the fact that there's going to be loot boxes in my, in my game now that like it all starts there. And then they just keep pushing the envelope until somebody, until they get pushback. And I'm hoping that they learn a lesson because I do think it's a necessary evil to a certain extent. I'm fine when it doesn't affect the gameplay. I understand that you want to put them in there. Just balance the damn game. Make a good game in the first place. Then worry about how you're going right. to make more money off of it. And give me my right. damn visceral game back. I want my Star Wars visceral game. What the hell? You'll never get it. It's I gone. It's gone know. for good. I know. It's gone for good. Well, I'm 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 EA'd out. I can't. You guys have to DLC. You're going to have to, to subscribe on. Give us money on Patreon if you want more EA talk. We're gonna microtransact. Or pay us to not do more now, EA so. talk. So you got to pay us one way or the other. <laughs> so let's move on. Let's let's clear our palettes. Let's get away from all this. Let's play some Overclock Remix. Let's get a, let's drown our worries in some some music of times long gone and and all that fun stuff. So as always, we like to randomly randomly select a Castlevania remix from Overclock Remix. <laughs> That's typically yeah, how it yeah. goes, but I have a feeling, you know, Lucas, he's going to randomly pick a number here and it's going to give us our, our our song. I bet you it's going to come from either, my pick, it's going to come from Dark Souls, or I feel like it's going to come from Dark Souls, Heretic, or there's a Castlevania on the on the top on the, the top list yet, so that's You're my wrong. pick, it's going to come from one of those. You're wrong. Ooh. Is I it Earthworm Jim? Because that'd be sweet, too. That would be good, too, but I don't even know if it's I know not. what this game is. It's called Bitstream. Number eighteen. Bitstream. Yeah. Hmm. Evan Flow. Hmm. Well, let's find iOS. out. iOS. It's uh, an iOS game. What the hell? <laughs> as, as I'm just confused. Announced. I'm not even mad. Uh. Uh. Our, our, this this our remix today comes from the game Bitstream. It's called Evan Flow. Our remixer is DDR Kirby. I I ask you. That's in parentheses. I'm confused. <laughs> um, this is Bitstream, released by Projector Games, 2012 for iOS. Wow, you don't see that very much. An iOS remix on Let's have good music. remix. So this is EDM genre. It's chill. It's energetic. I bet you it's got a sweet bass drop somewhere in there. <laughs> and get your glow sticks ready because we're gonna have a little rave. So again, uh, this is coming from Overclock Remix. You can find this remix. Many, many more ocremix.org we'll play that remix we'll come back we'll do some what you play and we'll finish off the show you can go on your merry way so stick stick right there we'll be back in soonish yeah
right, that was Overclocked Remix. I hope you got your uh, your bass dropping and your your bass nectar and all that the good stuff going on. And OD on any substances in the process. So, uh, Lucas, I hope you got a good uh, got a good sample coming up because it's a little time for some what you playing. I don't know if it's good, but it you know it's I, from I gaming. Secretly, every time I just hope you're gonna just play Wolverine. I don't Wolverine. That's <laughs> the best thing ever. I don't know why I love that so much. I'm just gonna let it play Wolverine. in the background. What do you think about that? That wouldn't be distracting okay at that. all. No, it's distracting. You, you can't even stop dancing. I can't even. I can't. I can't. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kick things off. Starting it off, uh, what last week we saw Rocket League release on Nintendo Switch and we had dabbled in that in the PC for quite a while, but this kind of got me back into the game and. You know, I feel like it it it's held, it holds up well. It's enjoyable to play, um, and I've discovered I'm terrible at it. I am absolutely I like. I feel like so many people share this story. It's like if I play ranked ranked play in Rocket League, I leave the cross play open, so I'm playing against PC and Xbox people. I will lose. I will lose about eighty percent of the time. I've discovered, and it's just it amazes me. Like I'm in the lower ranks, and people are so much better than me. Like mm-hmm. the ball goes up the side of the wall, and they just immediately just boost up right behind it. And I don't know how they even know where it is, but they're going up the wall upside down and hitting the ball off the air, and it just always goes in the goal. And it's just like I don't even know. It's but it's still fun. I don't know why it's still fun. I think it's because it's got that crazy electronic beats all the time in between gameplay. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so hype. Oh, man. I wish they would randomize the intro music, though, because if I have to hear that, I love you, love you, I do, that song every single time we boot up the game, it's like. I want you to remix it right now and drop that sweet voice sample in the middle. Uh, no, I've done my I've done my share, my share fair, my fair share of uh beatboxing and all that stuff you, you remember the last time i tried that it went horribly so i i've That's learned my true. lesson i will not be doing that live i'll do it <sighs> recorded and pretend like i do live okay i have to say though the cross play though immediately like that first day you and i were playing did a jumped into a private match and you were on pc and i was on the switch mm-hmm. and it was just seamless i was really I, impressed with right out of the gate it worked i'm really disappointed that they don't have party making ability yet though i wish that would have yeah been. I think the problem is that you got so many different, um, you know, parties involved. So you have to have, you know, we have right now everything's handled on each service's own, you know, network. So, you know, the Nintendo's friend system manages that. Xbox Live manages this, oh, you know, okay. play, PlayStation's their own little hole because they don't want to play everybody. with anybody else. Yeah. But, you know, Psyonix is working on it. That's what I read. You know, they're testing it. I think they're going to have, I think it'll be on PC first. They'll be testing it. And so eventually it would work where everyone would have sort of like a Psyonix account. And that's how you would be able to link people. But they, again, just like, you know, these other companies uh, opted in the crossplay. I think we have to see them opt in to opening it up that, that, that feature. And I would think if they were already open with, you know, their players playing with another system, I would think that they would allow the partying up as well, because you and I would definitely play more, because I'm usually more available to play on my Switch than my PC is, but I'd rather play with you against other people than having to jump into a private match, hoping we get some other people so we're not playing against bots. Yeah. You know, it doesn't doesn't always work that way. Um, We had a Splatoon 2 Splatfest over the week, this past week, sci-fi versus uh, fantasy. Ooh, who were you playing for? I only... I played for fantasy because, okay, we can have a short debate here. Immediately, I said sci-fi. It's like, oh, Star Wars. 
gotta go sci-fi. But then I got caught up in this huge Discord conversation uh, about, well, Star Wars is technically fantasy, not sci-fi. And I started listening to it well, all because apparently, you know, well, you know, when I uh, when I wrote Star Wars, I uh, I called it a space fantasy. Um, George Lucas called it, you know, that apparently. But big debate, and technically, Star Wars is people and you you can search it. Many people say it's more fantasy than sci-fi. One of the I, arguments is, you know, you can take take Star Wars out of the sci-fi setting. It's still, you know, you can still have that story. It's not, you know, like dependent on that. So I, was like, I, I heard that debate, too. And I was actually listening to both sides back and forth and um, for quite a while. And then I had sex with a girl. And, uh, <laughs> and then and I I. I didn't hear how it got resolved. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I'm over here getting nerd rage because I, uh, I've always heard there's a difference between sci-fi and science fiction. Science fiction deals with the oh, well, you're gonna get super technical on the us. effects of techno man-made technology on humanity. So they're usually things like uh, like you I feel like I need to reference Adam's point again all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, we had that conversation before the, the, the podcast started. So anyways, so you could say like uh, Frankenstein is kind of a science fiction novel because it talks about being able to bring things back from the dead. Sci fi is just kind of a, a genre setting where you're out in the stars yeah. or whatever. So. I would still say it's sci-fi personally. It is fantasy, obviously, but right. sci-fi kind of already yeah. assumes that to a certain degree. Well, the one thing, the one thing that kind of made me um, make the opinion was like it, some. It can't consider just be it. Regardless, it can be set in a sci-fi environment, but it can still have fantastical elements that make it up. Either way, I chose fantasy, and I I played. <laughs> I usually hate I playing. Um, I only play Splatoon docked. Or you know, tabletop with a pro controller, and this time I only had um, handheld to go with, and I, I don't know for whatever reason I just got the settings just right with the sensitivity, and it, it felt good. I played the whole thing handheld, and then I was like, oh, I guess I can play Splatoon 2 handheld, which opens up my accessibility to play that game a lot more, which is good because just had that huge update, which rekindles interest, blah blah blah. Much like um, the last Splatfest, did, I had stopped playing Splatoon up until that point, and then I'm like, oh, I still like this game, and I start, you know, I start playing again. And fantasy one, so I picked the right team. So that's that's the important thing. Mm. And um, yeah, you know, the hotel internet held up. I only had a few disconnects. And lastly, I um, I did what uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp released early today. So I've oh, been shoot, that's right messing messing around in that a little bit. I just love pitch the tent music. in your pocket. <laughs> it's a requirement. Pre-show. You rub two sticks together. Podcast. You know that's that's real, Adam. That's the real reason why I had to push back the start time about twenty minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, I just love the music of Animal Crossing, and I just uh, so it just makes me make me feel good, you know. And <laughs> I I really look, can't wait for a, a full console version of that game. And then also randomly, right before the show, my my brother was over, and we uh, we busted out the Super NES Classic, and he's like, "Oh, let's play a. I don't really feel like playing a competitive game. Let's play a co-op game." And I was like, well, I haven't literally ever played Secret Romana, and that's got two players, so I just have to, like, unlock the second player. And we started playing, and, you know, I get bombarded with all the... You know, I've never played Secret Romana before, but I already know, like, every, you know, musical theme from that game, thanks to the internet. And um, 
like, okay, well, look up uh, how do I get the, the two-player mode. And he looks up. It's like, oh, about 10, player, 10 minutes of gameplay. You know, I'll get another character in the party, and then you know, that person can take over. 45 minutes later, I still don't have the second character. And I'm thinking, <laughs> did I just skip something? Or, you know, and so I'm like, okay, do you want to just play Donkey Kong instead? So then we started playing Donkey Kong Country. But um, uh, it was just fun because it was like we were, you know, my, my brother, and, you know, I was... I'm about seven years older, but we still played, you know, a bunch of games growing up, Genesis and Nintendo 64 and stuff. And it was just fun to, like, be kids again and, like, listen to him, especially right now. He's going through a really tough um, personal struggle right now. So it was cool to just have an experience like that where we got to be, like, uh, get all sentimental on it now, but be, like, you know, in our, in our youth again and just have a fun time and forget about everything else and just play a game together. So it was really cool, cool little thing to have because we don't, we you know, we live relatively close by but we don't get together nearly as much because we're both got so much going on but it's a fun time little, don- little donkey king donkey yeah. king and that's I, it i forgot that's you even had yeah. a snes classic yeah it's like, there so did i, I play it. <laughs> so did i you're just playing your switch and you just kind of like look at it from across the room and you're like I'm sorry. I had to be one of those people, you know. Uh, people, the internet told me I had to have it, so I, I, I got it. <laughs> That's true. Um, shall I? Shall I? My, I, I, I'm hoping mine will be quick, so I'll just, I'll just push through mine really quick. Um, Lightning round. That's right. The evil within. You've heard me talk about it. I don't need to say any more, other than at the end, uh, it tells you how many times you died. That's a really depressing thing to find out because I was like, I was like, okay, first of all, do I need to stick around for the credits? Obviously, because sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. This time I didn't, so I skipped them. But it still shows you that screen. And so I knew that it was going to show me that I how many times I died. So I'm thinking probably like maybe 40 max. Turns out 109, 109 times I died playing this damn game. And I swear, like, at least 20 of those came from that Chapter 10 boss with the uh, one-hit kill that that it had. So that was a little frustrating. I, I, I cannot believe I died over 100 times in that game. Ridiculous. Um, re- I really like it. I'll probably pick up the second game when it drops to like 30 bucks or something like that because I'm cheap and uh, also poor. So after that, I moved on to the other game that I kind of started and needed to um, to finish. And that was another game that I've talked about, Warhammer 40K Space Marine. Now, I kind of knew what this game was going to be like before I, I went into it. So I, I bought it knowing that it's just kind of a Gears of War light action game without the cover mechanics. And that's pretty much how I would describe it. Um, I talked about how you kind of just march your way through gray and brown levels of of kind of sci-fi fantasy. Uh, now, which orcs, one is I it? Guess. <laughs> I would say it <laughs> leans a little bit more sci-fi, but then I went and had sex with my wife, mm-hmm. so I really don't know. Um, boy. That's right. And then we had a serious debate about that afterwards. So, um, at least it wasn't during. It kind of started during, but then, um, just gets awkward when you're fighting during. Right, 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 right. Well, we were on the same page, so it was a very short discussion. Um, it's also a very short sex session, but that's to be expected. Um, so, Space Marine. 
I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. The thing about this was though, I I didn't I didn't want to let it have enough time to just kind of sit there. I just had to play it and get through it because every time I booted it up, I was kind of like, ah oh, man, I don't know if I want to play this game. Then the other part of me was like, I should just really beat it. I know it's not really that long. Um, so I did. And as I was playing it, I'm like, you know, this game isn't really as bad as, as everyone uh, had said it was early on. I, I think it just, there was a lot of expectations being in the Warhammer universe and everything. Um, but it really is just one of the most average action games ever. It, it controls uh. just fine. It's just, there's nothing that set, sets it apart from anything else. So... I would recommend it if it's on sale and you have any interest or you're not playing anything and you're just kind of like, oh, what can I buy that's cheap that's just, you know, something I can mindlessly play through. This definitely is that and fits the bill nicely. Uh, so I completed that and uh, then I was given a, a code uh, randomly out of the blue uh, by Kevin from PSVG. Play some video games dot com. Go check out the website. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a review of this game up pretty soon. They do. Just okay. They, I was gonna say just Kevin teamed up with uh, with famed uh, Food Network chef Justin Warner, and they did a review of Battle Chef Brigade. Nice, and that yes, Battle Chef Brigade is the game. So I mean, I was I asked him. I said, "All right, what's the catch? You're giving me a free game. What what's going on here?" And he's like, "Oh, no, I just we had an extra code, and might as well not see it go away. So if you're interested," and I said, "Sure, why not?" Um, so I checked it out and, you know, it's actually a really interesting mix of, uh, sort of light scale 2d fighting, uh, not fighting game, but, uh, I would say like adventure, like, uh, beat them up, uh, beat them up. Yeah, exactly. With, uh, combined with almost like puzzle, like puzzle fighter elements of, um, in the cooking sections. So you go out and you fight monsters to gain ingredients. And they can represent either water, earth, or fire. So think like uh, seafood, um, uh, game, game, gaminess, like deer meat, I guess. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spiciness was the other one. So you go out, you gather your ingredients, you bring them out, you bring them to your your little uh, cooking station. And you that that's where the puzzle area kind of starts and you get these three different uh, colors, green, red and blue, and you have to make combinations. For instance, uh, uh, depending on what bowl or wok you're cooking in, it will match up three of a color or two of a color, something like that. And then those level up. They combine to level up to a second tier uh, red or third tier red. And so your 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 goal is to get as many of the of the um the highest tier um colors that that dish or the person who's judging it wants. Um at least that's kind of the main focus. They also take that mechanic and turn it into some other mini games such as you can work for a restaurant and all you have to do is switch the colors around to match a pattern as fast as you can. You don't have to worry about gathering mm. ingredients or anything. You just um, do the um, do the mixing to change up the colors to try to get it to match. So they've taken this one puzzle element and kind of expanded on it so that it feels a little different uh, depending on what part of the game you're playing. 
And uh, I really enjoyed it. it. It has a really nice presentation. I was glad to see that it's releasing on the Switch as well as Steam because I think it will have a, a very nice home on the Switch. It has some nice hand-drawn um, art going on. Not a lot of gra- or uh, animation going on. But uh, for what's there, it's uh, definitely really awesome looking. It's kind of like a nice looking anime. And uh, the voice okay. acting. It has voice acting, which is done really competently um i often lament the fact that many animes have terrible voice acting with uh the most stereotypical sounding people doing the the voices and so far that has kind of strayed outside the realm of this i mean they still sound kind of cutesy but for the most part they're delivered in a way that doesn't make me just go Oh gosh. Okay. So this, this is the type of thing that I'm getting into with the anime graphics and everything. So it doesn't go over the top with that. And honestly, I was really surprised at how much I liked the game. So I would definitely recommend awesome. picking it up. Um, I played till tap chapter two and I think I'll probably continue. There's a lot of interesting things going on and it's just kind of a nice, I see this as a game that fills the space that, uh, it's not your main game, but it's the game that you're playing on the side when you need a break from whatever other game that you're playing is at the moment. So if okay. you're if you're looking for that secondary uh, play gameplay, then I would definitely recommend this. That's pretty fun. Awesome. Awesome. Adam, anything you want to you want to mention that you're jumping into right now? Oh, I'm kind of all across the board right now. Uh, I recently adopted an Xbox One X. Uh, this is my first Xbox One. Um, I was a 360 owner, but I have I have yet to get an Xbox One, so I, I figured, why not buy the most expensive one that there is? That makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey. See if I enjoy this at all. Um, so I've been playing I've been playing Titanfall two for the first time as well. Oh, okay. Uh, which is uh, I'm not much of a shooter guy. I'm pretty sure this is a sci-fi game. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll defer to you, the experts. Uh, but <laughs> But I really enjoy it. It's it's a really, really cool campaign. Uh, I'm not a multiplayer guy, as I explained before. Like I, I'm terrible at these kind of competitive multiplayer games. Uh, but but I'm really enjoying Titanfall 2 on the Xbox One X as I'm as I'm learning how to navigate the UI of this thing. I wish you saw the UI before the most recent update. And that because you, you thought it was bad now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's, it was atrocious. Says. I, I can't even imagine. Um, Bring I, me back I, the I'm, blades, baby. I'm I'm <laughs> figuring it out, but like I remember, I remember what the 360, you know, how that operated. Um, yes. And this is like a whole different beast altogether. So it yeah, took, it took me a long time to get comfortable with it. Um, but I, I've kind of got my my mind wrapped around it. Still not sure if I enjoy it, if I like it. Uh, but I but I get it now. Uh, and then on top of that, I've just been playing Mario Odyssey which I love this game so much. It's, it's exactly what I wanted this Mario game to be. Uh, I'm, I haven't been the biggest fan of the four-player simultaneous Mario games. I enjoy them, um, but I've been waiting for a long time for them to get back to like the Mario 64, Mario Sunshine vein, and that's exactly uh-huh. what this game is doing for me. Uh, it, it's, it feels like the exact kind of game that you wanted to get for Christmas as a kid. You know, I keep playing yeah. this game and my son, who's three, he watches and sometimes he plays like he's learning how to play games off of this game, which is that's so cool, that's cool. to see. Yeah. 
it just it blows my mind when I can just hand him the controller and he knows exactly what to do and he's you can see him learning the mechanics but but it just it it makes you feel like a kid and it it feels like those old single player Mario adventures um it's exactly what I wanted in this game so awesome mhm that's that's love, one I, of the titles that kind of made me realize and I just came to this realization a couple of weeks ago. I don't think I want any other platform besides the Nintendo Switch, which is weird because <laughs> I've always been like I've had an Xbox 360 for so long. And then I kind of started pining for the PS4 because I wanted to kind of switch to the other side and see what what there was over there to play. And some just of the like stuff in I college, I missed. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Oh. You know, I'm swinging for I'm swinging for both teams. Um, and. <laughs> then I said, you know what? I've got enough games I can play on my computer. The stuff that I can't play though is on the Switch. I want to I want to go back and play like like I want to have that experience you're having with um Super Mario Odyssey. I, I just mm. you can't get that experience on a computer and it seems like you can't really do it on the Xbox or PS4 either because what they do have as far as what would be even close to the same vein as is that game is is not even uh not even cl- uh not even close you know, it's, it's to what funny because doing. i've i've had this conversation with several people and i mm-hmm. think exclusives to certain people is like a dirty word like they want they want their their games to be across the board they want to be able to play everything yeah. for everything when I choose a console, I'm choosing it for the exclusives. I'm not buying a Switch to play Doom or Wolfenstein. <laughs> right. I'm buying it for Mario and I'm buying it for Zelda. I bought a PS4 for Uncharted and for The Last of Us. Uh, I'm, I finally got Xbox because I'm excited for Sea of Thieves. Um, that to me is where I pull the trigger on any console is the strength of their exclusives. I want xbox to have tomb raider by themselves because Mm -hmm. to me that's that's incentivizing me to put my money in that pool like if you don't have the exclusives that i want then you're not getting my money so to me that to me i love exclusives i love when people i love that sony has spider-man 4 and they're the only ones that have spider-man 4 um i mean obviously i'm in a position where i i have choices and i you know not everybody has the financial situation where they can do that. But to me, that's what makes the PS4 sexy. And Mario is what makes the Switch, you know, the the thing to get. Because mm-hmm. that, like you said, that's an experience you can only get there. And to me, that's that's what I want out of when you have three different consoles. Tell me why I need to get yours. Absolutely. I totally agree on that whole the side of exclusivity, you know, it has to be, it's a selling point of the justification of why I should be in that, on that platform. You know, I mm-hmm. third party and multi, you know, system releases one thing, but those are the big, the big sellers and something I can't believe I totally forgot to mention. I think we'll, I'm going to push more discussion on it for next week's show, just cause I want to give it uh, due time, but I do want to at least mention this. Lucas and I jumped into this, this, this service called Parsec. And the only oh, reason yeah. I even heard of this is they randomly replied to a Twitter conversation I was having about, wanting to play overcooked but i don't you know lucas and i live in the same town we hang out in person maybe once every two three months at best and that's not even counting that's only counting if we're going to film battle of the beer or something but 
you know, that's a, that's a local co-op experience and local co-op just never really happens for me on a regular basis. So Parsec has this app. It's on PC only. And essentially, you know, you, you install it and it, you can connect your PC to it and it opens your PC up as a server. So Lucas connected, opens his PC up and allows me to connect. And it's like I'm there with control of his mouse and keyboard. I have full control of his PC. Yeah, that was a little weird. As soon as I connected, his PC recognized my 360 controller that I have on my computer and installed it. And as if it was, I was good. Uh, a controller it, it, here in my yeah. house that you were oh, here wow. with me. And That's we cool. he loaded up. Yeah, he loaded up Overcooked and we were playing together through this online feature seamlessly. I had zero input lag whatsoever. It was like I was right there next to him playing it and we played like two and a half hour. We stayed up to like way too late, like past midnight playing over this so last good. night because we just got so got hooked on it. But I mean it was it blew me away at like how there was like we had a couple instances of some like laggy slowdown, but otherwise there was no issue at all. And I it was hard to believe that we were just we were like streaming this mm-hmm. essentially. And like and Lucas made the comment we should play Bro Force this way because the multiplayer Bro for Bro Force experience through Steam is terrible. It's laggy, yeah, really it's bad. choppy, it's not good. But if we I guarantee if we played Bro Force through Parsec, it'd probably be a seamless experience. And the you know, it's free. So that's the one thing. It's like, well, how are they, you know, gonna monetize this? And um they've been really good about anytime I've they've responded to me on Twitter pretty much instantly. So um the only one caveat I'd say right now is you know, I'm getting all of his audio. So we're talking on um, Discord voice chat. I would hear myself coming back through his side. So I got mm-hmm. like hear an echo. And now they do have a work. They're working on a way to you know cancel that out. They do have a workaround involving you know virtual audio cables and routing your sound a certain way so you can cancel that out, much like streamers do, so they can capture you know um, voice chat or cancel it out on their streams. The same thing. But you know you might say, well, I don't. I have a PC, but I don't have a gaming PC. Well, guess what? Parsec can do that for you too. Because apparently they they rent you can rent a cloud computer from Parsec to play games on, and they have I was just looking at they have five options, um, ranging from forty cents an hour up to a dollar eighty eight an hour. You must say, man, I want that big boy. Well, I guess it runs on Amazon Amazon Web Service. It's an Intel Xeon E5 2686 processor, which has sixteen cores. By comparison, I have a four core processor. Uh, 122 gigabytes of RAM. I have eight, and it has an NVIDIA Tesla M60 GPU. So let's just see NVIDIA Tesla. What did I say? G60? Probably. Or M60. Excuse me. Let's see. Let's just see what that thing retails for. I'm gonna guess two grand. Um. Well, the top hit comes up. Um. On Hewlett Packard, uh, let's see, NeoBits.com, it's a six grand. It's like a ser- it's a it's a server GPU, so it's not even like it's like. It's rendering powerful. Pixar movies right now. It's probably like the size of my entire PC case. So you can, and it has uh, eight eight gigs of RAM in that thing. So I can imagine, you know, you just install it, install your game on that, and you use your PC to connect to it and play through it. And they showed, I've seen, I think there's some YouTube videos of people like playing Overwatch and stuff like that through it almost Ooh. seamlessly. So wow. I'm really interested to kind of, you know, I feel like it kind of got 
be made aware of this on the ground floor. So I'm really curious to watching this, you know, develop. But I'm really interested in continuing to test this and and play some more games and see how it holds up, especially like you know four player overcook things of that nature. So already I I, I only can have positive things to say because I've I've got to experience a game that I never would have otherwise, you know, and it, it right. was a blast. So, um, uh, you know, I, we'll talk more on of of Parsec. I definitely want to give them some more time and to you know to praise it or you know give it more critique, but. Definitely need to throw some more I games do. at it and, and test the experience a little further. But right now, you know, as an initial point, it's a really positive experience. I I'm do. just blown away by the 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 technological feat of it. I was, I guess. I do just want to say that as a host, next time I'll have to remember to close my porn windows before I have you. Yeah, uh, join. I, I was a little disturbed at the amount of little people involved on your desktop at one <laughs> well, time. Well, no, I do it everything. Was... The problem is I don't just have one fetish; I have multiple ones. That's why you so got the bigger monitor. That's right, exactly. <laughs> I need uh, multiple videos of multiple fetishes. Oh, it's boy. it's bad, you guys. Uh, it's really bad. I need help. Well, you know, I'm Please glad you me. are coming forth and admitting because forth, that sorry. that's really step one. They say, you know, step one to recovery is admitting you have that. I problem. think step one is wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> then. Then you come and they talk to us about everything it. Else. Right. Yeah. I thought I saw a, a really unusual amount of Vaseline in his. Is it unusual in, though? In, <laughs> I feel like it's not that weird to have like a 55 gallon drum of it. You know, it's, it was cheaper in the long run is what I'm saying. I'm wondering why you had a tarp on the ground behind you. <laughs> why are, why is what so the hell much is that for? Of your room wet right now. <laughs> like it looks like a men's bathroom. Oh god, it's like the hockey game. It's like the bathroom after this second intermission at the oh, god. Griffins. Ugh. So bad. All right. It's time to close out the show as we always like to do with the community grab bag. And we have we have a submission from Dan Anthony that uh he, he didn't get it to us in time for last week's show. So he wanted to at what least get it in this one. And as Dan always likes to do best. He likes to find these random and weird news articles from the uh, internet and send them our way. So Dan says, hey, uh, why didn't I get this through before the latest episode? Farts and recorded songs. Yay or nay? That has started to be debated. Yes. This comes from uh, Hello Giggles. Uh, one of the Backstreet Boys farted while recording the call, and it made the final cut of the song. So what are our thoughts, gentlemen? Farting in recorded songs, yay or nay? I feel, I feel like, I feel like Weird Al would probably put some farts in there or something. So I think he did. You know, um, I think it depends. Like, if you have, if your fart has multiple pitch to it, like if you can turn your fart into an instrument, then I think it might be acceptable. If you're just farting, if you're just being lazy about it and just letting one rip, like then you know what? What are you doing? Cut it out. This is the song, by the way. They This article pisses me off because they don't give you, like, the clip of where the fart is. They're just like, try and see if you can work out where the fart happened in this five-minute clip. It's like, no, I just want to know where the fart happened. I want clips of people farting. I don't want people... I don't want to listen to Backstreet Boys. You remember this one? You know this one that got a lot of radio play back in the 2000s? So there's a fart I'm proud in here to somewhere. say I've never heard this in the I've never yeah, heard it either. And Jason and I were just oh, talking that, that about... Was it. That was it. It was right there. That, that was it. No, that was it. me. Oh. 
<laughs> it's just, what if it's the most blatantly obvious fart and nobody knew? It's just like literally right in the middle of it and everyone's just like, oh yeah, that instrument, that's so great. You know, that's like that whatever synthesizer. And we're just now learning that it's just legitimately a fart. It's just actually a fart. I say yay. More farts in music. Instrument. There's got to be somebody out there who can who can treat their butt like an instrument. And just, you know. Uh, oh, you want an A flat? I, I think that's another fetish of Lucas's right there. Oh, gosh. Wrong podcast. I'm sorry. I do so many nowadays. Most of them about fetishes. Oh, boy. Uh, yay. Why not? Farts are fun. And they come from the magical fruit. <laughs> the more oh. you eat, the longer Tasty. song you can play. The more you eat, the better you feel. So I have some beans hey, with every meal. You heard about the awkward finish, and before you know it, here it is. Before you know it, there it is. So that is going to do it <laughs> for this week's episode of Flexible. Adam's like, Adam, what, thank just, you. what did I just experience? What is this like, two Thank God, been? it's over. I can... I just gave up two hours did of my I, life for this. Did I break it? Uh, can you break what's truly already broken, though? I don't know. I feel like we've hit a new low here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, we keep searching for it, and it just keeps getting deeper yeah, and deeper. Yeah, we keep telling ourselves it can only go up from here, but I'm sorry. We keep amazing ourselves. We keep kind of going down. <laughs> I need someone to tell me to stop, and nobody is telling me to stop. So I just keep going. <laughs> It never ends. Oh, but, but seriously, Adam, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate you setting aside the time. You're a busy family man. You're doing all the art. You're doing all the things. All the things. So many things. things. Thanks, guys. Thank Absolutely. You. Make sure you guys, hey, if you guys haven't, please check out. Hit up the Mega Dads website. Give their podcast a download. And hey, if you really do like it, as Adam said, for only a dollar a day. Well, excuse me. If you want to do a dollar a day, only a dollar a month. Totally do a dollar a day. You can totally do a dollar a day, but only a dollar a month. You can really help support some awesome things over at Mega Dad. So check them out on Patreon. Uh, as we'd like to thank every week, thanks to our special patrons, all of our patrons, but special thanks to our Arbiters of Awesomeness, Sean Capri, Edwin Callow, and our two mighty executors of excellence, Josh Braboni and Dan Anthony. And thank you guys for supporting the show. We appreciate it. You guys feel the need or want to check it out we have the patreon thing too you can check it out we don't want to we can oversell you that any other time but as always we appreciate you listening to the show and come back next week for netflixation and more wacky zany flux to post stuff you won't believe what happens next adam do your best yoda impression quick oh this was horrible <laughs> yes. What's with the Vaseline? <laughs> when 800 year old you become this much Vaseline, you need it. <laughs> <laughs>